Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Love Curvy Yoga. Thank you for joining us again this week. We are going to dive right into our practice notes. Yeah, so my practice notes this week are to let your focus shift. So lately, I have been more into my meditation practice than a kind of formal yoga practice, asana practice. So I, you know, once again, have been like, Oh, why aren't you doing more yoga? I'm like, calm down. It's fine. <laughs> if you, if that's what you're feeling, which is what I'm feeling right now, then that's what I'm going to do. That's and good. I still, you know, of course, do little poses when I'm like on the floor with Hazel or whatever. And I'm just letting myself flow with it. And I encourage others to do that too. Mine ties right into that. And that is that Shavasana counts as yoga. So yeah. Anna's working on her meditation practice and I'm working on my Shavasana practice, Love it. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm joking about, but I also recognize that for some people, yes, it is a v- stillness and quiet is very difficult and stillness is not necessarily hard for me, but quiet is. Mm-hmm. So you will never find me in the car without a podcast or music on. You will never be in my house and, and there won't be some type of something going on in the background. And so I have been working on trying to have like quiet. I'm sure this all ties into for the same reason that I don't want to journal. <laughs> all the same. But Shavasana counts as yoga. So like if that's all you've got, it counts. It totally counts. Yeah. Sometimes it really is the most important thing. I agree. Okay, so we're going to shift into our main segment now. And today we're going to talk about yoga and intuition. So I'm excited about this because in our last episode, we talked about what's up for us currently around body acceptance these days. And one of the things that we talked about is listening to our bodies and the inherent joys and challenges in that. Yeah. So today we thought that we would broaden that conversation a little bit into how yoga helps you connect with your intuition. And this has been something that's been really powerful for me over the last few years. And what I have found and what I've heard from other people too, is that, you know, on the yoga mat, you have this invitation to listen to your body while you're practicing. And what I have found is that the more I listen to my body, the more I'm able to learn how my particular body communicates. Yes. So of course, we're all going to hear messages. You know, there's a lot of similarities, of course, but there are also things that are unique to you in the ways that you hear them or in what is more predominant for you. So we're going to share some of the ways that we each hear our bodies speak how yoga fits in and we'll be looking forward to hearing what's true for you and how these things resonate for you. Yes, totally. Yeah. So do you want to kick us off? Sure. One thing that yoga has been, yoga and therapy combined together were helpful for me in, I for years would have told you that I never felt hungry Mm. and Therapy was the first place that, that this came up and then yoga was helpful in really helping me like identify the two different feelings. But 
I think what I realized in therapy was that I was confusing uh, hunger with emotion. Mm-hmm. And so if you've ever been like, if you've ever, for me, it was EMDR therapy that I was doing, but I'm sure that there's other forms of therapy that you'll be asked, like, where do you feel it in your body? Mm-hmm. And I remember my therapist asking me that and I would say my stomach. And at some point it was in a yoga class. I was in Shavasana. I was having a moment mm-hmm. and I had this feeling and I was like, is that emotion or is that hunger? Mm-hmm. And I realized like for years because emotion or because memory and all of those things tied together, I would feel them in my stomach. I just, every time I felt anything in my stomach, I thought that that's what it was. That's so interesting. And so I was laying in Shavasana and I was feeling emotions about something. I don't even remember what was going on at the time, but I was feeling emotions and I was like, is that the same feeling that you always, like, I, it just was a moment where I was able to identify why it was different, where it was different, why it felt different. And I was like, oh, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that is huge. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. It's so huge. So I would say for me, that is probably like the biggest, you know, obviously we talk all the time about, you know, yoga putting, especially if you're someone who's disconnected from your body, which I've talked a little bit about how I kind of intentionally disconnected post having babies because I didn't want to be what I had seen growing up. And the only way I knew how to do that was to just completely disconnect. And so, you know, we talk a lot about how yoga will connect you back and bring you back to your body. But I would say that's probably the biggest way for, that's like the biggest thing for me that, that yoga has done was just this whole, that I literally lived for years thinking I've, I never feel hungry. Mm-hmm. And then just realizing I was confusing hunger and emotion for so long. Yeah, that's huge on so many levels. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking while you're talking about that is how I think when we are practicing yoga, it creates these little moments that can break through like that. Yes, and that's exactly what it was. And I don't mean little like it's not important, but little like you're just in Shavasana and you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. No, absolutely. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Well, one of mine is related to my migraines. So for many years, I would not know that one was coming. It would just like be here. I would be in the pain. And over time, my ability to notice that one is coming has increased. Yeah. So I have a lot of different symptoms. Like I have this sort of quote unquote migraine feeling. I don't really know how else to describe it, but it's this kind of like floaty feeling. I have tightening around my eyes, a stiff neck. And what's interesting is that these are actually the more subtle symptoms than the ones that it's almost like there's at least three phases. Yeah. So there's those, which are pretty easy to ignore because, I mean, let's be honest, my neck is tight all the time. So it's kind of a subtle thing to notice the difference. And then there's, I get the aura with my migraines, so the flashing lights, and that's a more obvious symptom. But it's been interesting to me how it's been almost like, to use a very overused metaphor, but peeling an onion where it's like, oh, there's, I thought I once noticed one layer of things telling me then like that would be it. And it's like, oh no, there's more. Yep. And it won't surprise me if I find more over time too. Yeah. That's amazing. 
It's so good. I love it. (laughs) So one thing for me that, again, I think that, you know, just yoga making me more mindful of my body has been signs that I'm not getting enough sleep. Mm. So I used to, in my younger days, uh, I didn't need a lot of sleep. Getting three hours of sleep a, a night for me, I felt fine. And so that's just like a, that's like a bad habit to just yeah. <laughs> get into. And it wasn't always like three hours, but I would get, you know, like five hours of sleep and be okay pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I got older, that began to change that I needed more sleep. And so, you know, some of the signs in my body for me that will show up that I'm not getting enough sleep are if I, if I have like a really dull headache or I'm like overly emotional, like in ways that I normally wouldn't be or about things that I normally wouldn't be. My response rate is a little bit slower to things. And I think in the past, I would have just thought this is just how I feel today. But now I know like if I'm starting to feel any of those things, but particularly all of them together, that I know it means that I'm not getting enough sleep. That's so helpful. Yeah. Because it's yeah, just like, oh, here's the thing, and now I can... And I can it. fix it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one is a little bit different, and it's something that I have been noticing more maybe in the past year or two, not super recently, or it hasn't been that long, rather, is noticing what I'm interested in. Mm. So things that I'm curious about or seem to find their way into my path time and time again, um, I am starting to take those things as a sign and feeling that in my body, like, ooh, that little kind of trill of energy or interest and not just being like, oh, that was random or, you know, whatever way I would dismiss in the past. Yeah. And instead be like, huh, I wonder why this is coming up and paying attention to that and letting that guide me. Yeah, that's really good. It It's different than my next one, but it makes me laugh when we say like, oh, this is just like how I'm feeling. Because I think another, like something more tied to, I was like something more tied to emotional, all of mine have had to do with emotion. <laughs> but I think one thing that I have been really aware of lately is um, things that may come up for me in relation to my relationships with other people as being signs of what things that I might need to work on and not just, this is just how I interact with people. This is just how I relate with people, or these are just things for me to ignore. I've been doing a lot of reading and listening to podcasts and watching videos about attachment styles, which is fascinating. Um, And I'm like, you have to stop ignoring the way that you relate to the people in your life because a lot of those things are tied to things you know, from your childhood that you could actually be working on and getting better, not just, this is just how it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just now starting to be mindful of those things and pay attention to those things and not just ignore them or not just like cry about them for 24 hours mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, I'm okay the next day. Like, no, right. if you just cried about something for a whole day, you right. probably need to dig into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least for a few minutes. Oh, <laughs> <All> the therapist. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah. I love that 
all of this comes back to going, oh, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just get migraines or right. I'm just feeling this way because it's Tuesday or yeah. I just like feel really interested in this thing for no reason and I'm never going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true because it's like, I think we're getting these new um, pieces of insight through the body. Like you feel it. Yes. And, and I think, you know, everybody listening, when we're talking about this, it might make it seem like, oh, we're just getting these insights and they're dropping in all the time. These are things for me, at least, that have been building up that I've been mostly ignoring for years. Years, literally years. <laughs> like when and, she and there's that moment, like you described in Shavasana, yeah. like it just kind of clicks in. Yeah, it's not like two years either. Some of this stuff is like decades. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, my next one is one for decades, for sure. So the other day I was feeling bad. I'm just going to put that in quotes. Yeah. So I just felt kind of off. I started feeling really self-critical. I was anxious. And in the past, I would normally take some sort of action to get rid of this feeling. Mm. So I would suppress or I would make an impetuous decision or I would, you know, like whatever, a million different things that I would do just to kind of be like, I'm going to get rid of this feeling. And that even was not something I was consciously doing. I would just do it. And so the other day when I was feeling this way, I was just like, hmm, why am I feeling this way? Hmm. And I decided to like try to trace it back. Like when did it start and Hmm. what was happening? And I was able to identify a few things that had happened, none of which on their own were really that big of a deal or troubling, but I think had sort of compiled to make me feel that way. And I noticed that I was really wanting to do that thing of make a decision or take an action to get out of it. And I was like, what if I just don't do that? (laughs) Let myself feel it a little, and then I'll maybe have a better sense of what would be in a, like a helpful action to take. That's good. So I did that. And it didn't take that long. It was like, I don't know, at most a few hours. And I started to feel like I was coming out of it a little bit. And by the end of the day, I was like back to feeling more centered. And there wasn't really anything that I needed to do, except I guess feel it. So that was another huge one. Like just give myself a minute. Don't try to run away from it. That's really good. Yeah. It's like a life lesson forever, but. Seriously. Whatever. (laughs) Decades. It's been decades. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Goodness. Well, let us know. We definitely, we definitely need to hear from you about this. Like what, what yoga for you in regards to helping you better learn to listen to your body and not just your physical body. We obviously talked a lot about emotion and feelings and all of that good stuff. So uh, we need to know that we're not alone. We know that it can't just be the two of us who (laughs) for decades. I mean, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to move right into 
to Curvy Collab for the week. So my Curvy Collab for you is a blogger named Cece Olisa, and her blog is ceceolisa.com. And she just blogs about life as a big girl. So she blogs about all of the things. And she's really great, and she's funny, and she's fun to read. So I really enjoy her blog, and I think that you might too. Cool. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move into our gratitude, and my gratitude is the season of coziness. Yes. (laughs) So it's like, it's funny, I take Hazel and Henry for walks every day, and in the last few days, I've run into three different neighbors who have been out in their yard doing stuff, and they're like, oh, well, we're doing this because the rain is coming. Um, That doesn't mean for like a day, it means like the season of raininess is coming. And I'm just like, bring it on. The skies are gray. It's raining. It's funny. Since I've moved to Portland, people have been like, ooh, how are you with the rain? I'm like, great. Great. (laughs) (laughs) It does get a little tedious having to put, you know, everybody into all their rain gear to go for a walk. But especially when I'm inside, I really like it. You're like, I work from home. So... I'm just looking out at the gray day and enjoying it. That is amazing. (laughs) Mine could actually fall probably under the cat coziness. That's nothing to do with rain. But I'm really grateful for movies. And when I say movies, I mostly mean like nostalgic movies. Mm. Just that feeling. I'm my kids. I'm sure they hate me because I just want to watch like the same. I just want to watch Home Alone Lost in New York over and over and over again all year long. But I love the coziness of movies, though, too. Like getting on the couch and popping popcorn and putting M&Ms in your popcorn. And like, yeah. all that. That, was, that just got really personal. But people who write movies are brilliant. Like who has this stuff in their head? Not me. Right. That is for sure. So, yeah, I'm fa- thankful for the entertainment that is movies. <laughs> Love it. And on that note, we are going to take one deep breath together to close. Inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.